everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How are you doing tonight, Dalton? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have wrestling to talk about. Uh, believe it or not, fans, we got hit with more wrestling toy news uh, since uh, last show. Which we knew was going to happen, but like way cooler than I thought it was going to be, and I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. Yeah, it it was a lot too. It was and... it was a lot, and we're going to have a lot of conversation about it because it's been a, a very divisive wrestling figure new like week, which is not a sentence that I never thought I would say on this so- show. But uh, I have thoughts, and I'm ready to talk about them, and it's mostly positive, some negative, but mostly positive. Well, before we get to all of that, we start every episode off with the power of positivity where we go and we pick just one thing in the world of wrestling that made us happy this week to help combat a lot of that just unnecessary negativity and toxicity that you see online, uh, especially nowadays. Dalton, I'm going to let you go first because I always go first. Uh, If PW Insider is to be believed, AEW has a new producer slash coach. And it's Chris Hero. And that makes my heart so happy. Uh, I'm a huge Chris Hero fan. Um, and th- this got reported on... It was kind of talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, there was like a show that he was apparently backstage at. And he was there as like kind of a tryout capacity. Yeah. And Chris Hero is one of those guys that came up with like the CM Punks and Colt, Colt Cabanas, but never really got that mainstream recognition that they got um but is like one of my favorite wrestlers like he's on my like just my independent wrestling mount rushmore um absolutely love chris hero um and it's cool that he got a job at aew producing and coaching like it's the same thing i would i like for him to be an on-screen talent yes because someone has to beat orange cassidy for the international title and why not chris hero um ooh, i just made myself really sad that's not gonna happen um, but, uh, I'm super happy that he, um, uh, is working there. Um, uh, also, and selfishly, because like Chris Hero has had two toys come out at, well, three toys. He has a shitty, uh, figures toy company figure, the FTCs that look God awful. Um, I almost bought that years ago. Cause I was like, he's never going to get another action figure. He has a micro brawler, um, which I got from a crate. And then he has his WWE Cassius Ono elite, which that was like, that's a cool figure to have. It's, uh, it's one of my like front front figures that i always look at but um now that he's on aew we don't know what their deal with their coaches and producers are wwe those guys really don't get figures unless they have a legends contract we don't really know how aew works yet when it comes to that um so like and especially with the news we have coming up it is very possible that chris hero could be getting more wrestling figures um which he's also a big like i am on figure pages with him on like facebook and stuff and he's really passionate about like wrestling memorabilia too so, um, it's super cool that he got hired. And again, he's just one of, he's like one of my favorites. I don't have a lot of wrestling pictures on my wall. I have Dan Housen, I have Statlander, I have William Regal and I have Chris Hero. Man, my rest, my wrestling wall is real weird. No, it makes sense. <laughs> it's like great wrestlers, great characters. Like yeah. it, and not to say that those things have to be mutually exclusive or that any of those that you named are mutually exclusive and not, you know, both. Yeah. That's not what, uh, I, you know what I mean? Chris hero, whenever he w- went to uh, NXT UK mm-hmm. as the, uh, 
the wrestling knockout artist. Well, no, no, no. Well, he was the knockout artist, but he became the wrestling genius. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man, and I loved watching NXT UK when it, back in that era. Anyway, it was just like, oh, Chris Hero's here, and he's just a piece of shit heel that just thinks he's better at wrestling than everybody else because he probably <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, super happy that. If it's to be believed and it's true that he got signed as a coach and producer. It's the same thing as Drew Gulak. Like, I absolutely adore everything Drew Gulak does. But I'm happy that he is coaching for WWE. Because if there's somebody you want to learn how to wrestle from, it's Drew Gulak. It's the same thing with Chris Hero. Yeah. So, and hopefully we'll get, like, an official, you know, we'll get that, like, confirmed, confirmed. Like, a Chris Hero is all elite graphic or something would be super cool. But, um. I had that on the list, but I can actually do a little bit of a switcheroo on that for the news of the week, um, which we'll get to here in a second, because there are a couple news stories I want to hit before we get to the... The fact that you didn't think that Chris Hero getting signed as a coach and producer wasn't going to be my power of positivity. It's because I assumed you knew that it was going to be on the news. Oh, so yeah. So we were going to talk about it anyway. Oh, I was making sure. I was, I was making so sure my babe. I was making sure Chris Hero got talked about. Which, like, it's you, so that yeah. that's... Uh, I, I don't know if we've told this story on this show. I know f- for a fact we talked about it on... Oh, Twitter is this WrestleMania 34? At WrestleMania 34, doing the um, fan act, the, the access stuff, of Dalton was in line with our friend Jason, who, um, to meet Trish Stratus, and I was going... I don't remember who I was going to see, but I ended up passing Chris Hero's line... And it was like, hey, there's, like, literally nobody. So I texted Dalton, or I called Dalton, and being like, hey, just so you know, like, the they're, all the tables are getting ready to rotate out in, like, the next however minutes. Yeah. And there's no one here right now. And you, like, you had, like, two people in front of you, and you were like, all right, I'm going to go and see Chris Hero. Yeah, it was you more left, than you two. You left Trish Stratus's line. It was more than two people. Um... But it was, uh, and I'll send you that picture to post on, because um, I have that picture still. I'll, uh, oh, yeah. We can post that on the Nerdiest Part uh, Instagram. For anybody that's listening, there we have a companion piece now. But uh, yeah, no, I would say it was maybe like 10 or 12 people in front of me to beat Trish Stratus. Um, and at Fan Access, it's very, like, clinical, like, it's or not clinical, it's very, um, it's not very intimate. It's a very, like, here's this person, they are going to sign a, like, wrestlemania 34 piece of paper with not them on it um mm-hmm. for you and it's if you pay for fan access it's free for the most part there's a couple people you had to pay for like uh danielson just came back at that point like his first match was that night i think he was like 150 dollars to do the meet and greet but like everybody else was free for the most part um and i was like 12 people to meet trish and i think there was like 30 minutes left so i was gonna meet her because like it's a hey how are you doing sign the name take the picture leave like, it takes, mm-hmm. you meet somebody in 30 seconds. So, like, I was going to meet Trish Stratus. But you told me Chris Hero's line was open, and I was like, he'll talk to me. There's no way he won't not talk to me if nobody's in line. And there was, like, maybe eight people in the whole line, which there was, like, 40 people behind me for Trish. So I knew once I got out of the Trish line, that game, that ship sailed. It wasn't happening. Um, So I went straight up to Chris Hero's line and uh, talked to him, and he saw I was wearing my Cape Championship wrestling hoodie, and I had just started training at that time. But um, we talked for like maybe two, like a minute or two, which was more than I was going to get with anybody else. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're at these things, they are almost in a hurry. Like they're rushing you off the stage before the picture's even taken. Yeah. Like, because there's so many people there, they want to get as many people signed and stuff. 
Yeah. And like, so I found out that we've wrestled in like a lot of the same buildings in Cape because he used to wrestle in Cape all the time, like in the uh, mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Which is whenever I was living in Perryville, so like that's that's fine. But yeah, no, like we both wrestled in the AC Braze Arena um, and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, he was a really cool guy. But yeah, no, I I got out of the Hall of Fame Hall of Famer Trish Stratus's line to meet Chris Hero because that's how because I never got to see him wrestle live, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh no, I have to I have to do this because if I don't, then yeah. when am I ever going to meet Chris Hero? Yeah, so I I knew that we were going to talk about it at some point tonight. Yeah. Um, my power of positivity goes is is both something that I genuinely really enjoyed this week, and also it's my way of issuing the public apology on the page. And it was from this week's Dynamite, <laughs> where Pac wrestled Gravity, and Pac like for like forty five seconds is standing in front of Gravity, like running his hands, like no, look, it's me. It, you remember me? It's me. I'm here. It's me. And it was just it, it tickled me. And also it is the just like I need to apologize to Gravity because like I legitimately thought like, oh, Commander versus Gravity. That's a funny joke because the dude just ignores it. Like yeah. he ignores Gravity to do just the craziest shit. Um, and then it turns out, oh, no, not only is there is he an actual wrestler, an actual luchador. He's Bandito's brother. Yeah. Uh, now, he had only made his ROH debut like earlier that month. I had seen other people on Twitter be like, I don't know who this is, but like super impressed with his performance at Death Before Dishonor, which I was as well. So uh, and I was just like, oh, someone got on on Wikipedia and like posted a joke. And then we even did the like, oh, what if he forgets the (laughs) it's just so. Yeah, I but I enjoyed Pac leaning into that, of like the nickname he used to have. And then Uh. actually wrestling him there i appreciate taz referencing john mayer during the match because that was the joke i made Mm -hmm. because i was like oh it's my favorite john mayer song i was like ah it's not even my favorite john mayer song when i think about it and then and again i didn't pay for AEW this week it was on tv so yes taz singing a part of gravity by john mayer is totally acceptable at that moment don't do it on a pay-per-view taz or do at this point, it's fine. If you, but you have to sing it every time you see him. Like it's now you have now you have to lean into it if you're gonna do it. But um, no, they had a really good match. I also was not aware that Gravity Dylan messaged us uh, or messaged me that night because we got done a little early, so you posted early. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, I've never." He told me he's like, "I've never seen him live, but that is Bandito's brother, and he is a real wrestler." <laughs> mm-hmm. He was like, "I heard all the jokes," and I was like, "No," and I was like, "I stand by him. They were great jokes." I yeah, I mean they were <laughs> solid, but like. We could have made them while knowing that he was, was a, a, a person, you know, actual person who's more successful than you and I will ever, or is more successful than either of us will ever be. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that that would legitimately like the bastard Pac is he's such a serious, just dour sourpuss like mm-hmm. the entire time. So him kind of leaning into a comedy bit, which like usually his role is the straight man, but he got a little bit goofy, just like the tiniest bit. It, but it went along for way. about 45 so was... seconds. And then he comes back from commercial of him just draining forearms from the corner. Forget mm-hmm. me not bam. I was like, Oh <laughs> God, I hope you're not actually hitting him. That mask has to suck. That is one of the more unique masks out today, but that yeah. has to suck to wrestle in. It reminds me of uh, like the, the face one, because it, there's that like mesh front, like full face. Yeah. You don't see that a ton. The first time I really remember seeing it was on Silverhawk which I just learned like a week ago that that was Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. Yeah. In Shikara. I just, I everybody was, was I, 
everybody was Silverhawk was. Well, oh no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know that like the there's a ton of people from Chikara, but it was just I didn't know like I don't always know like who played who. Yeah, yeah, and I knew Wheeler Yuta was part of Chikara. I just didn't know he was Silverhawk. Yeah, it was that whole thing that I wasn't 100 percent aware that Swerve Strickland wasn't a kill shot from Lucha Underground for a while, which was mm-hmm. weird because I love Strickland. And I was yeah. like, I wasn't aware that was him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no. Hope and then we got that re- that uh, reunion with Strickland and A.R. Fox. That was legitimately almost my power positivity. Uh, I uh, watched... If it wasn't for the fact that we had completely dismissed Gravity as a competitor, uh, it would have been A.R. Fox since, uh, joining up with Mogul Embassy. That makes uh, me real happy. Whenever the he bro- or A.R. Fox broke the glasses and drilled, um, drilled Cassidy... Cassidy. And then, like, Darby coming out being like, why'd you do that? And then it, like, underneath shows the graphic of Orange Cassidy versus Shane Str- or Swerve Strickland. I was like, man, I can't wait for tonight for AR Fox to join Mogul Embassies. And then I was like, man, they didn't even give that a whole two hours. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm also very excited about that because Mogul Embassies is mainly on Ring of Honor. Um, mm-hmm. Except for Swerve. Uh, I think giving AR Fox something like that, like a, a group to be a part of that he can kind of get more time out of. I'm very happy about that. Cause era Fox is also real. Like him and orange Cassidy had a really fun match last night too. Yeah. I um, want to see them. I want to see that as a rematch, but yeah, it, it was, seems like we're going a different direction there, but a little bit more on that here in a little bit. Cause it ties into death before dishonor. Um, but before we get to that, a uh, couple new stories, Dalton had already mentioned that Chris hero uh, signed potentially with AEW full-time as a backstage agent and producer. But speaking of Orange Cassidy, apparently he has taken on additional responsibilities and will also be working as an uh, as a producer uh, in AEW. He is some, that's, yeah, he is somebody that really is in tune with what that crowd wants to see, and that's what you want in an agent. And he also is very, very smart. Like, you look at the, how he wrestles, and, like, yeah, there's people who don't like him but like they don't like him for dumb reasons so yeah. it's they, like that is just kind of a wash they they don't like the character and so they think that his care like they think he is a bad wrestler because of the character he plays it, where yeah. like it's the exact opposite uh marco was the marco stunt right like before AEW started and all that i wasn't the biggest orange cassidy fan now i didn't hate him but i had seen him like because i watch independent wrestling more than most um in this area and i so i knew who he was and i was like ah, i mean I see him and it's fun, but like, I don't really get it. And Marco wrestled him for beyond. And I was talking to him about it and he was like, no dude, you don't understand. Like he's real. Like he has a firm grasp of what he's doing and is really, really good at it. Like he's really good at eliciting a crowd reaction. And he's also a really, really good wrestler. Just some people that get online that like to think that they know things say that I don't like this character. It's spitting in the face of wrestling. There go. He's bad at what he does. He's actually really good at what he does because he's still a better performer than most with that. Like, he's anchored himself with this gimmick of, like, this is how I wrestle and it looks lazy. But he also wrestles so, like, he works so hard. The majority of people just, they, they don't see past the the kicks. But yeah. the kicks aren't meant to be legit offense. They're a taunt. Yeah. But people think they're legit because some people sell them as, as a bit. So they don't pay, they don't bother, they just like do the most surface level, oh, I saw a gif, that's enough for me to say I dislike this guy. Yeah. And he's terrible for wrestling, even though they haven't actually like, if they would see an actual match, then 
it would change their minds. His but, matches with like uh, Pac in the early AEW days. I mean, even whenever he won the international championship, those matches are insane. Like mm-hmm. well, just how good they are. But yeah. Um. So that's cool. Uh, AEW, uh, it was announced that Roosh has re-signed with AEW, which, cool. Um, I am a fan of Roosh. I, I like the idea of him being there. But, like, man, it's kind of telling of AEW's roster that Roosh is already re-signing, and I can't tell you one, like, like, what has he done there? What have they done with him? He was a part of the Andrade stuff with Matt Hardy and the early Andrade it, stuff. At the early, and then they did the um, Faction and Gobernales. Yep. I can't remember what the AEW name is for it, because it's not LIJ. Is it? Is it just the Faction and Gobernales? I think it's just Faction and Gobernales, yeah. I mean, I can... And, like, they, they recruited... I am on it. They recruited um, Preston Vance... Mm-hmm. But then, like, that didn't really go anywhere. Well, then Andrade all. got that whole thing with Sammy Andrade Guevara. got, I mean, Andrade, yeah, he got suspended, but, like, Roosh wasn't. Vance wasn't. They oh, just, yeah. no, no, I agree, but then after, They could have like, done more there. Yeah, they could have um, done something while Andrade was gone, and they didn't. And then there was that real awkward, like, finish at one of the ROH shows where they attacked, like, Blake Christian and um, that, and I think AR Fox was another part of that team, because it was, like, a trios match. Yeah. And then, like, it ended weird. Like, someone didn't kick out when they were supposed to, or the ref called it when he wasn't supposed to. And then they just beat the shit out of them after the match. And it was like, oh, that's kind of awkward. And then that never got brought up again. So it's just, it's weird that, like, oh, Roosh is already re-signing. And it seems like we haven't even gotten a huge thing out of them. All right. I'm trying to figure out your answer to the what the name of that faction was. Um, mm-hmm. How old is Andrade? Just take a guess. Uh, 33. You're absolutely right. I did not think True. that he was going to be 30. I was expecting like 37, 38. Not that there's like a big difference between those two ages, but it's like right. one of them is younger. I wasn't expecting the younger answer. I don't know why, but I remember that he was younger than I am. Like not by a ton, but like I did remember that. So, um, but it's cool. I'm hoping that they do more with like Roosh and Vance and Andrade, which I mean, they've already been doing stuff with Andrade on collision more. So It'll Man, they don't they don't have anything past the um, casino ladder match that he was in mm-hmm. from like when it, back whenever Chavo Guerrero was still like in that act. Remember Chavo Guerrero was there for a little bit. Uh, that was twenty one. Yeah, was they don't like have two it, years ago. They don't have anything past that. Uh, huh. Well, I mean, but in fairness, like. He hasn't done a whole lot, a ton if for AEW. Him and uh, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews are going to have a mother effer of a match while we're at CCW this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that to watch it on replay uh, Sunday morning. So, I yeah, so yeah. like this is going to be a weird thing. I've because the shows have two totally different feels. I like Collision so much. Not that I don't dislike Dynamite. But I really like watching Collision. And it could be because that's where FTR is, like, mainly at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am just really enjoying Collision as a show. Do you... Do you think that there is any chance they lose the titles to MJF and Adam Cole? God, I hope not. I that- really... Because it's one of those, like... If they do it, that'll be a fun... Because, like, MJF did the whole thing on um, AEW this week... 
Where well, it was a pre-tape. God, did you watch those promos? Uh, I don't know if I I saw the one that you're about to talk about of like just in the name like he'll put the title up in the name of friendship. Yeah, so he's like, no matter what happens at Collision, um, you're you're gonna get a rematch for because I know how much the belt means to you. MJF says that. But in the middle of it, he starts, like, doing the thing against uh, FTR where he's just like, wow, Cash, a mullet in 2023, that's a bold choice. And then he starts doing Dax's voice where he's just like, and Dax, I already know everything you're going to say. I love my daughter. I love my wife. I love this business. And, like, and then goes into the whole, like, I'm going to just put my title up on the line again. So right after it, like, maybe it might have been right after it or there might have been a segment in between. But then FTR from last week also did a promo. And I was like, I wonder if uh, Dax is going to reference his daughter, his uh, his wife, and, and him loving the business. He mentioned the business first, and then he made a comment about loving his daughter. And he was like, and I swear to God, if you said anything about my wife or daughter in your little pre-tape, I'll rip your eyeballs out. <laughs> I was So I was sitting there with Sadie's, uh, Sadie's twin, and I was like... I I know like I don't know for a fact, but I would bet an entire year's salary that they were like FTR was sitting behind the camera, or like as they were cutting that promo, or vice versa. Yeah, where MJF was sitting behind the camera as FTR did that promo, been like, well, now I have to do it. One of them heard the other. other one. Yeah, yeah. Because like before they did, because it was just it was just too funny. I laughed so hard at it. Uh, so maybe, I mean, it's a shame that we're not going to get to watch Collision live because apparently Dax is going to rip out MJF's eyeballs and that seems like fun TV. Look, I'm just saying we already had an eye for an eye match and it was fucking awful. So we don't need to do that again. And that was with two really good wrestlers too. God, that was dumb. Remember they had the party city eyeball, like outside of the glove for a hot second. Yeah. That was the thing. Anyway, in other news. Uh, Kevin Owens on Monday Night Raw, they did a story where he has like broken ribs, uh, rib injury undisclosed. Apparently he is actually legitimately injured and this was kind of done as a way to keep him uh, out of the ring. So they had Sami Zayn wrestle Dominic for the North American Championship. The There aren't any like reports or confirmations of like how serious the injury is. Or if he's expected to miss a significant amount of time. Fingers crossed, though, that it is just something minor. He just needs it to take a couple weeks and and chill. But it what a bummer. Yeah. Because like, obviously you do not want... Especially for them, winning the championships, coming off of the huge story with the Bloodline, the main event of night one at WrestleMania, to have to, like, forfeit the titles or, you know, miss a significant amount of time. Even, like, if they don't get a match at SummerSlam, like, that's going to be a bummer. Yeah. I mean, because just as long as uh, they deserve the world. Yeah. And they had like, they had a really cool moment at, um, I'm calling it crown jewel, but I don't think it was called that. But the most recent Saudi show, cause like Sammy had that kind of like heroes welcome thing mm-hmm. there, which like, yes, that whole situation is fucked and that them doing shows theirs is not good, but that was really cool to see like for Sammy, um, but yeah, no, but like their tag reign outside of just being so entertaining in segments, like Owens is putting in some of his best work right now, just being fucking ridiculous, and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, it sucks that he's at. It seems that he's actually legitimately injured. Yeah, so hopefully he won't be out super long, and he'll. It's it's nothing too serious. Like certainly, nothing that would require, uh, that would require surgery. All right, 
I don't know how clean that edit is going to be. So we had a little bit of a technical issue, but hopefully we got it fixed up and cleared away. Um, the last thing we were talking about was Kevin Owens being injured. Very, very big bummer. Hopefully he won't be missing a ton of time and that he'll heal up quickly and fully. Uh, moving on, though, that was it for most of what the news for the week, because we got a couple shows to talk about, too, on top of uh, all of the toy news with Wrestling with Articulation. Uh, so real quick, I'll do a quick review for Death Before Dishonor. Dalton didn't get a chance to watch it last week, so, but I did. Uh, it was a strong show. It was solid. Uh, not a ton. I would say you really need to go out of your way to see, though. Uh, which is a bummer. Like I, I, with the AEW and ROH shows, like there's usually at least like one thing that it's like, oh, you've like you've got to see this. Yeah. Uh, or you know, at least one match that you need to. Which a lot of those were anchored by like the Briscoes and FTR. Um, I are the main things. I know I'm gonna go back and watch um, the Righteous versus uh, Dark Order. Um, that one I'm definitely probably going to go back and watch just because I'm a big Dark Order fan and I like The Righteous. So, like, and from everything I've heard, that match was insane. So I'll probably yeah. end up going back and watching that. The The back half of the show really was... Again, there wasn't anything outright bad. Like, there isn't anything that I would point at and be like, ooh, that one was rough. That Or, you know, or even anything that I would say, yeah, you can skip it. But like the last three matches, I feel like were really the are the strongest. Um, the pre-show, Josh Woods beat Tracy Williams. Good match. That was in a pure wrestling rules match. I really enjoyed it. Um, Action Andretti and Darius Martin defeated the Workhorsemen. Legit Layla Hirsch defeated Trisha Dora by submission. And then after the match, she attacked Adora again, relocked in the submission just to kind of remind everyone that she is the heel. So... Um, and then AR Fox defeated Shane Taylor. That one was fun. It gave Fox a strong win before he, uh, went up against Orange Cassidy on Wednesday. And then we saw how that progressed. Uh, opening Mobile matchup was, baby. <laughs> uh, opening matchup was gravity defending Commander. Uh, again, defeating, d- defeating, sorry. You're good. My, my brain turned off. I just didn't want anybody uh, to think that there was a belt on the line for that one. Yeah, no. Cause it's, uh, that was just me saying the wrong word um it was is high flying action packed like i was legitimately like i'm not just trying to like overcorrect of from last week like i was really <laughs> impressed by gravity like he he was really really good here and because they had talked about like oh if gravity defeats commander and Pac beats claudio does that mean that the ring of honor world title will be defended on dynamite because they, they already announced that matchup. Yeah. And it's something that, like, on one hand, okay, that's cool. But they did also talk about, like, oh, AR Fox is challenging for Orange Cassidy. So if Shane Taylor wins this match, does that mean that he's going to face Orange Cassidy instead? And it was one of those, like, I, I don't like how ROH and AEW are being treated as separate companies because of the amount of crossover that keeps happening. Yeah. And that didn't feel like, oh, this is a legit possibility. It more felt like, oh, well, people may be asking this question, so commentary is just kind of covering. And I wish they would have had more, like, clarification. Like, if they would have said, hey, it's official, this is, you know, 
hey, Shane Taylor is fighting for a chance to replace AR Fox. Or, you know, Commander, like, Gravity or Commander, like, that match will be changed too. You yeah. Know, oh, whatever, you know, they, they could fill in gaps on a more official capacity. Yeah, there's there's work they could have done to make that better. Because commentary just kind of speculated, are those things going to happen? Like, they didn't outright say that, oh, this is what will, this is a stipulation now. So I thought that was a little, that could have been a, a little bit neater. But that's a nitpick. That's nothing substantial. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated Dalton Castle to retain the ROH Television Championship. Uh, this was a really fun match. I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought Joe and Castle worked really well together. Uh, special guest commentator was Stokely Hathaway, who is one of the authority figures in ROH. I And it, the entire time, like, commentary is, like, trying to chastise Joe. And Stokely's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Joe is great. Me and Joe always get along. He, <laughs> like, because the whole bit is Stokely is terrified of Joe because Joe keeps intimidating him. Um, yeah. Joe was kind of on the back foot. He got sent to the outside hard. He got up and yelled at Stokely to fix this. <laughs> so Stokely got up, had the referee eject the boys. And then while Castle was distracted, Joe, I think he hit a low blow. I think he hit a low blow and then choked him out. Or maybe he just like, he definitely cheated though. Um, and my brain is blanking on what happened there. Um, yeah, he he hit the low blow and then hit the locked in the Kikina clutch. So I, I like the dynamic of Joe and Stokely. And honestly, I would love to see this made me want a Dalton castle rematch. Pretty yeah. strong. Dalton castle is uh, pretty great. I like, we, I like him a lot. He's so good and he's so entertaining and just like, he's so good at wrestling. He's so good at entertaining and he's so good at wrestling in an entertaining way. Like 10 out of 10. Uh, the four-way tag team matchup for the ROH World Tag Team Championship saw Aussie Open defeating the Lucha Brothers, the Kingdom, and Best Friends. Um, I hate again, Ring of Honor. <laughs> that was the one that I was like, they are the team that will not win. And I, they were the team that I picked, too. Like, yeah. That was who I was like, oh, yeah, no. And so they got the big win there. Um, kind of a little bit of a confusing thing because, like, Lucha Brothers kind of turned heel a little, but not really. And then, so, because during the match, they used, they pulled the referee out while someone was making a pin, which like, okay, not outright heelish. They're doing it to save their belts, but it's not a babyface move for sure. Yeah. And then at one point, Phoenix uses a chair, like, which is like, again, this isn't a no, dis it's, it is no disqualification, but it's not like a street fight or a weapons match of any sort. So it's weird that he would use that. Um, and then they were brawling with like best friends who are super faces. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, that, so your beef is with the other like established good guy tag team. I don't know really what's going on here. Um, but I'm happy for Aussie, Aussie open. That's super cool. Yeah. I really, really wanted to be the kingdom. I know. Maybe it's, one day, buddy. It's fine. It should be every day. <laughs> every day should be Kingdom Day. I don't know what you're on. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Six-man tag team match for the ROH World Six-man Tag Team Championships. Mogul Embassy uh, defeated Leon Ruffin in 6 or 9. Again, this was a fun match. Uh, I like the. I like Mogul Embassy. I like that pairing with 
Strickland, which he wasn't there, but I like that pairing with Strickland so much more than the people that he was with. Which one of like them just, just got released? Trench did. Yeah, one. Yeah. Or not released, but... Like his contract. Contract lapsed, yeah. So he had like three appearances as part of the Mogul Embassy and that was it. Um, I One thing that they did is they did show uh, Big Bill watching this match on uh, the back the screen backstage which uh-huh. like I'm okay with because if they make Brian Cage and Big Bill like a legit tag team like long term I would be super into that yeah it'd There's, be cool we've seen backstage reports that like they dug tagging with each other they were excited to do that uh and it got apparently it was received very well backstage uh as well so I don't necessarily want I don't want Mogul Embassy to like split up or, you know, that even that six man to disband, but like maybe bring Big Bill in. I mean, like or add him as a member. It could be one of those where they F up Brian Cage, like the rest of Mogul Embassy, and then just put AR Fox in Cage's spot. Because here's the th- like, personally- I don't want him to turn him face. I think Big Bill and Brian Cage as a face team is not nearly as interesting as them as a heel team, heel just team. running okay. through people. Because I was going to say, I was like, here's the thing with um, the way that Mogul Embassy is right now. Like, your other two guys, uh, it's Bishop and, oh my god, what's the other guy's name? Help me out. The the two for... other guys in that team. Oh, uh, oh, you mean for Mogul Embassy. I'm yeah. sorry, I was confused. Um, Bishop Khan and Toa Leona. Toa, I couldn't think of his name. I was just like, I know one's Bishop. You yeah. already have two big mother effers in that six man. So like getting rid of Brian Cage and putting in AR Fox, you're like, if anything, you're adding a new dynamic to it. And I think that would be because like, it does seem like they're leaning into big bill and Brian Cage, which like, again, I'm also here for, cause I like two big mother effers as a tag team. That's always really fun for me. Um, but yeah, no, it feels like you could probably slot out Brian Cage put in AR Fox, which I think fits in with that group more than Brian Cage. Don't get me wrong. I love that trios. Great trios group. I just like, I could see them moving that him outputting and then just having them be a ring of honor team or an AEW team. Yeah. And I don't think you're wrong. It's just like my heart doesn't want it to be like a bad split. Like, yeah, as long I as think it, I think it works like you can grow mogul embassy without it really stripping on toes because like that is one good thing about aaw and roh is there's tons of belts you know it's not like <laughs> yeah oh Jer- it's not like jericho appreciation society recruiting um parker and menard as a tag team but then it's always jericho and guevara or guevara and garcia challenging for the tag belts yeah you, you know what i mean like oh you're bringing in an established tag team but then those guys aren't the guys going after the tag belts that drives me nuts. Yeah. So you can, yeah, you can slot AR Fox in to that six man championship while just being like, Hey, so Strickland is going after orange Cassidy or fuck it. MJF or whoever, you know, he's going after a world title or Claudio or, you know, whoever it might be. Yeah. He's going after a singles title. Then you can have big bill and cage go after the tag titles. And then you have AR Fox and, uh, uh, what is Toa they and Bishop. It. It's Toa and Bishop, but I was trying to think of their tag name. Uh, oh my god. See, because it was just totally Blanchard Enterprises first, and that's when my no, brain keeps going. They have they have a 
gates name. Of, is, is it the gates of gates agony? of destiny? Gates of agony. Yeah, I think that's right. Because it's gorillas of destiny. It's gates See, of agony. Yeah, yeah, gates of agony. Um, because I was like, I know it's not gorillas of destiny, but it's G of something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as long yeah. as I have uh, Prince Nana dancing alongside Shane Strickland or Swerve Strickland as they go to the ring, I'm happy with Mogul Embassies. Mm-hmm. That's honestly probably one of my favorite things in wrestling every week. Because, like, Swerve has been very featured recently, which not upset by. Love oh, no. Swerve. But, like, him put, putting him with Prince Nana, I didn't think was going to be something. Like, I remember when it first happened, and I was like, well, it's a lot better than what they gave him. But, man, I didn't realize how much better it is what it gave him. Because just having Prince Nana come out and dance alongside <laughs> him the whole time is my favorite thing. Which also, like, Prince Nana getting a legitimate, you know, spotlight yeah. in the year of our Lord 2023. So great. Didn't necessarily see it coming. So glad it's happening. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so uh, glad it's happening. It's Sorry, it's going to be a small AEW break from your Ring of Honor talk, but that's what uh, that's what Danny said whenever we were watching Ring of Honor last night. He was just like, well, I didn't have Jerry Lynn versus Jungle Boy on my uh, bingo or 2023 <laughs> bingo card, but here we are with it. I'm not totally upset by it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, up. I I love I love Mogul Embassy so much. Um, it, getting AR Fox is cool. If they got rid of Brian Cage, I wouldn't be the most. Up- and it's like, and I am a Brian Cage fan. I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people online being like, he's boring. I'm not one of those folks. I love yeah. Brian Cage, but it's one of those where it's just like, I mean, it would give Big Bill something to do. I'm also I like Big Bill a lot. Um, I've always liked him, but ever since Taz made that one call on uh, the pay per view, I think he's my favorite wrestler of all time now. Uh, cause it's so, so stupid, but like those two as a tag team, it's very intriguing and we're not losing anything, losing Brian Cage and Mogul Embassies. Like yeah. you, you lose, you lose Brian Cage, but like you already have two big guys. So like losing the third big guy isn't the biggest deal in the world, especially if you're getting AR Fox. And you're not, again, I, it's not that I disagree with you. It's just, I don't, it doesn't if, have to be that way though. You're right. If you you're have right. Brian Cage, if you have Brian Cage get like jumped out of Mogul Embassy or whatever, I want to see him go after Swerve. I want to see that yeah. be the a singles thing and then a singles push for him. Yeah. But if you're just having him join up with this other team, I would I to me it's easier to just bring Big Bill in. Yeah. As Did another you... as another member, another heavy because then you could do some real work of Swerve just being like, look who has my back. There's not a motherfucker here that can stop me. Because yeah. look at who I'm with. Look <laughs> at who you all have. We run the show now. And pick a show. It could be ROH. It could be Dynamite. It could be Collision. Like, yeah. That could be a, that could be a you know, month-long story. Yeah. Did you see uh, Swerve's kick off of the ring steps on Darby from last night? He ran um, up... Th- the ring steps were like taken off, so they were just in the middle of the bat, the ground. Mm-hmm. Swerve runs up because Darby was like past the steps, runs up the steps, and then hits his uh like question kick and just drills him. I was like, "Holy shit, that was the coolest thing ever!" I did love you see Swerve. The, the back roll wrist grab into the vertical suplex that he did. Yeah, I watched that whole match. So he posted on Twitter that he was like, "That's just an idea I've had for a while," and I thought, "Fuck it, I'll try it live." Yeah, so that's the first time he's done that. Makes sense. Yeah. Not shocked by it even a little bit. No. So. No, if it was anybody else, I would be. But, like, <laughs> swear, like he's the same person that does a cartwheel off the ropes and not off the top of the ropes. He just grabs the bottom and middle and just flings a mm-hmm. beautiful cartwheel. Like, yeah, of course that's what he does. Yeah. 
starting to think that Swerve Strickland's real good at this whole wrestling thing. God, I've been saying it for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next matchup before this just turns into a Strickland podcast. Uh, the he's starting to become rules he... for the ROH Pure Championship. Katsura Shibata defeated Daniel Garcia. Uh, I really liked this match, mm-hmm. but I was underwhelmed. I was really? I was expe- I was expecting a little bit more. Um, still very good. Again, nothing on this show was bad. I just there was, it felt like something was missing a little bit. Um, that said, Christopher Daniels actively breaking a little on camera was fun to see. And Garcia doing the dance instead of trying to fight out of the sleeper hold. Yeah. Was a good moment as well. Uh, I saw it on TikTok. I saw Christopher Daniels like having to cover his face multiple times during that. Like with the clipboard or like lean over and talk to Jerry Lynn or uh, uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Um, I don't remember who he was sitting next to. It was was Daniels Jacobs Lynn. Yeah. So um that was it was it was fun it was good like obviously if you have shabbat and garcia they're not gonna put on a bad match it's just it was my expectations were a little high i think uh the next up was the dark order defeating Stu grayson and the righteous in a fight without honor this one was gross uh they did the kind of the thing that we had talked about shit who just did it I think it, oh, it was, uh, it was a variation of it, but like Moxley and Kingston just beating the shit out of each other as everything was blowing up around them. Mm-hmm. As Vincent and Dutch were going after Reynolds and, and uh, Silver, Uno and Grayson were just standing face to face, like staring at each other. Yeah, I'm um, going to need to see that match. It was, it, it was really good. It was very entertaining. It was bloody in a gross way. Um, but man, do you feel bad for Uno? Because, like, it's bad enough, like, bleeding is one thing, but, like, you have to do extra steps with Uno. Like, you have to rip that mask. You know those masks have to at least be, like, 300 apiece. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they have to rip them, because, like, Uno's mask is very face-covering. It's the same thing with, like, Rey Mysterio. Like, you have to rip the mask if you're going to have him bleed. Uno is someone who I legitimately don't know what he looks like without the mask on, but, like, just from... I legitimately had the thought, watching this last Friday, of just, like, oh, I can just tell he's handsome. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I don't know why, but it's just like no, I'm pretty sure Uno's Uno's like a, hot. A little, a little bit bigger dude that's like very attractive at the same time because he's not yeah. fat. I'm not calling Uno fat at all, but like he's a bigger dude. And, but like, yeah, no, he has one of those faces. It's just unless he just has a janked up situation down here. Yeah, like nose down. Yeah, something's wrong. But like but from just... the the home improvement Wilson angle, good looking guy. Yeah. Um. I liked how Grayson kind of offered himself as as part of the finish as Grayson kind of like offered himself and they hit the big triple bomb onto all the Legos and tags. God, and that move scares me every time. Grossness. Um, but I'm curious to see what the follow-up is because I think that's going to be very important. Of Grayson's whole thing was like, I need to reawaken what the Dark Order was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're coming to the ring build as the Dark Order, but I'm the last Dark Order. I am the last Order actual member of the dark order so he drew out that violent side of him so hopefully there is a follow-up because like i do think like oh a combination of dark order or um even if you like you had kind of talked about last week of like oh if the righteous gets brought into the fold the righteous order jesus christ let's go yeah like you know they could go for a combination of the tag titles or the six-man titles yeah because you could have a like 
a Dark Order with the fire behind them now could be a believable team to take out the titles off of Mogul Embassies. Yeah. Or even you know, Aussie yeah. Open or fuck it, FTR. Well, I mean, because like, you can have you can have um, Dutch. Yeah, you can have Dutch and, oh my God. Vincent. Vincent, thank you. I, I, I have been forgetting half of teams today. You can have <laughs> Dutch and Vincent go for the tag team. You can have Silver Uno or Silver Uno and Reynolds go for the trios. And then you can have Stu Grayson go for um, the pure title. Mm-hmm. And if they held all of those belts, I wouldn't be upset by it. Yeah. Like, that would be dope as hell. I don't see anybody in the Dark Order right now, unless they fully, like, lean into Uno being, like, this super, like, going back to what the Dark Order is supposed to be. I could see him maybe challenging for the Ring of Honor title. I think him and Claudio would be a lot of fun in that sense. Um, but, like, I think those three is a trio. Stu going for the pure title, because he's been kind of the piece that everybody's been fighting over. And then have uh, Vincent and Dutch go for the tag belts, and you just have... The Righteous Order carry all of those. I keep saying it. I'm just going to hope that if I say it enough times, it'll happen. Right. Like, if I just keep saying it, someone's going to hear it. We got... You just you just have to believe, and I believe in the Dark Order. Uh, next match was Claudio Castagnoli defending the ROH World Championship against Pac. Uh, this, again, this was a really good match. Uh, I refuse to believe that they are human. Because just, they are not the same species that I am. They are not the same creature that I am. There's just no way. Um, this one ended kind of fucky, though, because Wheeler Yuta came out, helped Claudio retain, and then the Lucha Brothers came out to help Pac, because Death Triangle's the thing. But then, like, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy came out to brawl with just everybody. So it was... But that led to uh, Cassidy this- knocking out... Um, Oh, who did he knock out? It was either Claudio or Yuta. Well, it he makes, knocked out so one of the. It makes more sense until it didn't. Because like whenever I saw, because I saw it after, and I was like, oh, okay, so Death Triangle, they're out, but they're messing up Wheeler Yuta, and the best friends already don't like Lucha Brothers from tonight. So it's just like, well, give me another reason. But then the second that best friends come out, Wheeler Yuta's just like, fuck you guys. It got real weird. Now don't get me wrong, I love Dynamite this week. <laughs> Because that, like, Ring of Honor had a big, like, that had a big stamp on what happened on Dynamite this week. Moxley just (laughs) straight up murdering Orange Cassidy, being like, he's doing what I want Daniel, or Danielson to do whenever he comes back to the Elite. Where he's just like, I was gone for one night, and Mm y'all think that I don't watch. Like, y'all are gonna get what you're owed. That's what I want Danielson to do to the Elite. Be like, you guys didn't think I watched Blood and Guts? You guys got away with that shit because I wasn't there. It's not going to happen, but I'm happy that Moxley at least got... I got a little bit of what I wanted out of Moxley this week. I... And again, like, it does make sense, but it could have been done in a cleaner way, maybe, of just, like... Instead of it being the Lucha Bros coming out first, you know, you could have best friends come out and just be like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? And then, like, Trent accidentally hits Pac. Mm -hmm. And then the Lucha Brothers come out to be like, Nope, you're not touching our boy. But, so, but again, like, I don't... I don't know, because then, like, but why do best friends come out to defend, like, other than Wheeler. they just want to fuck with Yuta? Like, yeah. I don't know. There's there's ways it could do it, but it was just kind of like a... They're trying to get their buddy odd, back. Yeah, it, it, was an, it was just kind of an odd amalgamation. And maybe it'll make sense in the coming weeks. Maybe they'll clean it up a little bit. Because, like you said, like, I'm very excited for any combination of best friends, Cassidy, fuck it, Statlander, uh, mixing it up with uh, Blackpool Combat Club. 
Yeah. Like that'll be, that's going to be fun. Um, and then the main event, the R, uh, death before dishonor was for the ROH women's championship as Athena defeated Willow Nightingale. Uh, this was a great match. Like this, my, this probably was my favorite match of the night. Um, loved it. It was awesome to see them get to pay the to, to main event, the pay-per-view. And it was just, this is, this is one that I would be like, yeah, if you're going to get the pay-per-view, you need to make sure, like, if you're going to watch, watch that. Dark Order and uh, Stu Grayson and the Righteous, you need to watch this one too. Um, I really like what Ring of Honor has been doing with like their world champion doesn't have to be the main event. If there are more intriguing matchups that have more like fire behind them, they're like, yeah, no, no problem. You're our main event. Like they did it with FTR and uh, Briscoes. They're going to do like they just did it with Athena and uh, Nightingale. Like I like that ring of honor is willing to like do stuff like that now granted mm-hmm. the whole Pac and claudio thing they like had to cop i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound really stupid with the people that i'm talking about but they had to cobble together Pac and claudio for this match like for this show um knowing that that was gonna be a great match anyway but they made it work but like it's that was very much the correct choice to be the main event and it's yeah. good to hear that it was a really really good match too yeah, and it, like it very much was a the you know this was the the rubber match between Athena defending the ROH title, Willow winning the Owen Cup, and then now this one uh, it was a really good match. It deserve I do think it deserved the main event spot because like they had because of Mark Briscoe's injury, the ROH World Title match kind of got thrown together. There wasn't a whole lot of. Well, it, it excuse was, me, sorry, heat behind Pac and Claudio outside of the blood and guts thing. Whereas this is like, oh no, they've encountered each other before. Yeah. They have a history. They did a good job with like the sit down interviews that they did, uh, where they talked about like what facing each other meant to them. It this was a it was a good main event, and it I do think it deserved to to close out the show. Uh, let's see. Next up is, uh, there is a ton of wrestling this weekend. Uh, if you were local to the Southeast Missouri area, uh, or in Missouri in general, Southern Illinois, Mid-South, Midwest, whatever you want to call it, uh, Friday night, tomorrow night is St. Louis Anarchy, um, is running a show. If you're, depending on when you're listening to this Friday, July 28th, um, is St. Louis Anarchy, um, Dingo is having his first match back. He is an icon of St. Louis uh, taking on Christian Rose. It was originally supposed to be Davey Vega. Um, Davey is not able to make the show though. So, but Christian Rose is a more than suitable replacement. That's super, super cool. Uh, the one that I'm probably most excited for is um, Mike Outlaw taking on Gary J. That's just, that match is going to fuck. <laughs> like is, that match is just going to fucking rule. Um, Saturday is CCW. You'll get a chance to see Dalton wrestle as he and, uh, Kevin Cade take on Steel Cross. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let you know, I've been watching, uh, cause it's getting to the thing now and I, I, and this is not character. I'm not doing any character work right now, but, right. um, cause that's not, we don't really do that much on here unless I'm doing a bit, but mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate for this is like the first time in my career that people are getting brought in for me and kevin to wrestle i've wrestled like and don't get me wrong i the people that we've wrestled before i really appreciate but like getting to wrestle people like the premiere and uh, like steel cross coming up um 
I have to, I have to study again. I've I've never wrestled jo- uh, Jackson Crowley. <laughs> Almost did it. Never wrestled Jackson <laughs> Crowley before our our tag team feud. But I didn't have to watch anything because for one, Jackson is so good that you don't have to worry about him. And like same thing with like Otis and Abel. Um, but like. I've watched him for years, so I knew what I was getting into. Same thing with, like, um, role models. I was ATM's first match. Like, I've had a lot of history with everybody that we've wrestled up until fairly recently. And um, fortunately, CCW and Jason Wells have been bringing in new teams for me, and I've been actually having to, like, be a student again, being, like, what I'm getting into. Like, Premier, I've watched watched so many of their matches to get ready to figure out what I'm getting into. I've been doing the same thing with Steel Cross, and I'm, like – I never aim, I'm not the person that aims for match of the night or match of the year or anything like that, but I honestly think that us and Steel Cross is going to be one of the better tag matches CCW puts on this year. Um, knowing with what me and Kevin can do, um, looking at these two guys, I think that we're going to, I think one, our styles are going to meld really well together, and I think that we're going to have a really good match out of them. Like, I think we're going to pull a really good match out of each other. Um, so I'm really, really stoked for that. Um <laughs> Justin and Shannon are on opposite sides of a, of a, of a match from each other, and that makes me itchy. Uh, Shannon, it's Shannon Osby and a mystery partner against uh, Justin the Juice Smart, trending Trent Daniels and Jeff King. Um, I'm excited for that one because, like, yeah, the, the <laughs> Justin and Shannon interaction, the Justin and Shannon interaction is going to be something. Uh, um, I'll let you know. Four of the people that have probably hit me hardest in my career are all in this match. Mm-hmm. Trent, Osby, Shannon, and Justin all have drilled me at one point or another, yeah. um, and that makes I'm ooh I'm I don't I'm you know what I'm really happy that I'm doing that night not being in that match not that match. Um, <laughs> also, I want to shout out like obviously like Osby we've known Osby forever. Um, he's really really good. I'm excited to see him throw around Justin and Trent and Jeff. Um, but I do want to shout out Jeff King because he's someone that you knew and had talked to me about before, but watching him against shannon at not uh may last month show because we didn't get one um but the (laughs) fuck you missouri athletic commission yep with our whole chest uh but the april show and that was the first time i had seen i'd gotten to see him do anything like outside of like a battle royal or like a multi-man thing like he got actually had a match i was super impressed with him so I'm I am a big fan of of Jeff, and I'm happy that I get to see more of you know him how, in Stride. You know how upset I am that I don't get to wrestle him at Stride next month. Yeah. I got I got to wrestle Zach. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. It's still be good. Oh, it's, it's gonna be, be great. Good. No, no, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> but also, me and Jeff was gonna be really good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, I One I day. love yeah I love Jeff to death. Um, I'm very happy that he's in this position because he's he's very new. I think he's been wrestling for a year roughly. Um, but he was one of, he's a lot like Peyton, um, where he was, I was his first contact. I, and the issue is I totally forgot about this. Um, but Jeff, I was the first person Jeff came up to in the wrestling business and was like, Hey, how do I get like, I was told to come, come talk to you about training. And he trained with us one time and then went straight to stride. And then 2020 happened. And like all of that, like, and then, like training got really weird cause you couldn't have so many people in a, a ring. But, um, He's also one of those people that's, I think he's really good. He's a really, really good listener. Um, and if you put him in the ring, like the, his matches with Zach, you've got to, you got to call a couple of those. Those matches are always really good. Um, so him getting to be in the ring with people like Justin Trent and Osby and Shannon and whoever the mystery partner is, 
Um, I think he's going to thrive really well in that environment. And that makes me happy. He's not one of my, like, I don't claim him as my kid the same way I claim Peyton. Um, mm-hmm. because Peyton and I ride together, but like, he's one of the ones that I'm like, I'm very proud of whenever I see him wrestle. Like the last stride show, I was like, I, it was last minute that I told Garrett, I, or yeah, last minute I told Garrett that I was like, Hey, I'm going to sit ringside for the number one contenders match just to add a little flavor to the match. But in all reality, I just really wanted to watch that match. And it gave me the best excuse just to sit there and watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, like Jeff's really like he's grown a lot. It's really dope. Yeah. Um, so CCW is Saturday here in Cape, and then Sunday is Glory Pro, uh, which Ray Phoenix will be there. Um, that is another. Uh, let me get this pulled up real quick. Because everything is breaking. Big Munch. Time. Uh, they they shouted out Big Munch on their Facebook page. Glory Pro did because he did some kind of food challenge uh marcus that is a choice when you know you got to wrestle twice in that weekend <laughs> that i hope that boy does not poop anywhere <laughs> i feel like he it'll be fine God, um, I love, kenny alfonso I love versus rohit raju that match is gonna rule. uh camaro jackson versus crash jackson but they're spelled different so they're not related um <laughs> and then big bunch is taking on dak draper oh see that makes me happy i like oh, that a lot and- I almost passed up Calvin Tankman versus Xavier Walker for the crown of glory championship. <laughs> that one's going to be, that one's going to rule two big um, people for two different reasons. Actually, no Tankman's also very tall. Uh, Xavier Walker is one of my uh, personal favorites on the Indies. Uh, I had a really mm-hmm. fun Matt. I tagged with him one time and he scared me. Um, Cause he grabbed me like uh, for a, a, it's the hardest I've ever been grabbed for an Irish whip before. And I believe the way I said it to you was my, my butthole could have crushed a rock. Yep. Like, not a pebble. It could have crushed a whole rock. Um, but no, that dude's amazing. I love him a lot. Tankman, I've been back. Like, Tankman's phenomenal. Um, that match is going to rule. Oh, man. He had, a, he had a super fun match with Lufisto at the last WrestleMania show that's available mm-hmm. on IWTV. So, I saw that. Uh, Honestly, if I see Tankman in a match, I'm always like, that match is going to be good. Because I like Tankman that much. And, like, he has such a mm-hmm. style about him. Like, his work like, style. Yeah. Is so and then cool. he uh fucking killed some people in the main event too of that WrestleMania show because he was a uh he had a fill in uh he had a fill in a spot so it was that six man elimination match for their title oh yeah yeah and then and he just filled in and just wrecked fools it was awesome um but also on Sunday is NXT Great American Bash um. Looks like it's going to be a fun show, depending on how I feel after CCW, is whether or not I'm going to make the drive up for Glory Pro. I want to, and, like, my current plan is, but I always say, like, anytime we're on the same weekend, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go watch, I want to go to Glory Pro, and then I wake up that next morning, and, like, I have to do laundry, and I'm exhausted, because I didn't leave CCW until, like, almost midnight, or after midnight, so I'm just going to chill. Did you notice we're starting an hour early? Yes. Uh, because Good. someone asked me, a new person asked me uh, today, Was they messaged me. It was just like, hey, what time do I need to be at the show? And I was like, oh, man, doors are at 6. We op- we start at 7. And I was like, wait a minute, let me check that. <laughs> and I was like, actually, doors open at 5. We start at 6. And so mm-hmm. they were like, so I got to be there at 4. And I was like, yes, that'll yes. work. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that'll help. But NXT Great American Bash uh, pre-show matches announced as Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, and Ulyssa Leon and Valen- Valentina Faraz versus the Metaphor, Noam Dar, Oro Mensa, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend. Uh, that's Noam Dar's new stable. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a triple threat for the NXT North American Championship. Dirty Dominic Mysterio taking on Wesley and Mustafa Ali, or excuse me, uh, Mustafa Ali. I, God, I want Ali to win. I want Ali to win so bad. See, I want Wesley to win. But that being said, this is one of those matches that I'm like, whatever happens is totally fine. Oh yeah, no, there's I'm not there's no one in this that I'm going to be mad, other than, other than Dominic, because like if you remember, Solo Sokoa got called up to the main roster like three days after he won that exact title, and they're like, hey, you're not an NXT guy anymore, so you have to forfeit it. Um, I was about to say something, and then I realized it was going to be a dumb comment, so I'm going to say it anyway. I was going to be like, that's what nepotism gets you. Totally forgetting that Solo yeah. is Status Rikishi. What's dr- <laughs> so, uh, it was one of those that it was like, it was going to be a funny joke to me, being like, well, he mm-hmm. used his dad's connection, and I was like, wait, his dad was Rikishi. I forget sometimes. I It's just Ali has been a favorite of mine for so long that oh, yeah, I yeah. want to see him. And especially this like kind of like... The character he's been doing since he got down to NXT has been fun. So, uh, a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. Tiffany Stratton defends against Thea Hale, representing Chase University. Uh, the NXT Tag Team Championships will be defended. Gallus defending against the family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Somehow, Stacks beating Gallus. Or one of the whichever person in Gallus to was enough to free Tony and have all the charges dropped against him. <laughs> like they made it. I know you don't watch NXT a ton, but like this has been a weeks long thing where, despite all but showing them throw them in the river, Pretty Deadly was written off NXT by Tony D'Angelo and Stax killing them and dumping their bodies in a river. Okay. And it was on camera and they talked about it on camera, but nope. someone, yep. someone dropped the dime and Tony <laughs> <was> D'Angelo, <laughs> Tony D'Angelo, uh, got arrested and like it, it's so dumb. And then they made it seem like, oh, Stax is the one that put him in there and he was going to throw the match to keep, make sure he stayed in jail. But then, oh no, he, D'Angelo literally called from prison in the middle of the match and it was over the loudspeakers. Just shit's bonkers, but I don't hate it and I hate how much I don't hate it. Yeah. But that'll be a fun tag match. Um, Gable Stevenson takes on Baron Corbin and hopefully Baron Corbin goes two for two in retiring Olympic gold medalists. Uh, a weapons wild match as Roxana per- Roxanne Perez takes on Blair Davenport. Uh, Davenport was the hooded figure that had been attacking Perez and other people, uh, women on the roster. Perfect timing uh, for the DLC pack a drop. We got, and then, uh, Perez just attacked Davenport, like in a gas station <laughs> on like Instagram live or something. It <laughs> it's cool. even better. It'll be fun. Uh, and then the NXT championship, Dalton, Dalton, the NXT championship. I'm Dalton, listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Carmelo Hayes uh-huh. defending against Ilya Dragunov. Oh God. Dalton. It's going to be gross. It's going to be so good. Um, so that stand and deliver or not stand and deliver great American bash. They're all vaguely patriotic themed. It sounds sounding. So they run together. It's the, it's the only uh, mark that Shawn Michaels gets to leave on the branding. <laughs> Apparently uh, that'll be a fun show. I'm excited for that. All but one of those things makes me super happy, but uh, that is it for the news and the previews and the reviews 
and whatnot. Uh, now, wrestling with articulation. Before we get into the San Diego Comic-Con stuff, there's one thing that I want to bring up. Oh, that... also, fans, this is going to be a little bit longer of wrestling with articulation than usual because me and Asa actually have to have conversation for once about it. Go ahead. <laughs> it's So they, they unveiled AEW Unrivaled... Excuse me again, dear Lord. AEW Unrivaled 13. Yes. Uh, it is... Let me go... Let me see if I can remember before you fill me in. Okay. That one is Danhausen, Butcher. Go, go ahead, keep going. I'll Blade. let you know. It's Danhausen, Butcher, Blade. I want to say a Moxley. Not a Moxley. There's a bunch of re- it's a, it's a bunch of people that already had figures though. Uh, you, want me to, you want me to say it? Yeah, just go ahead. Because and as soon All as right. you say them, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. All right. So you're half right, which is pretty good. Um, Butcher, Blade. Oh, Hook. Nope. No hook. Dang it. All right. You, you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Butcher, Blade, Danhausen, which it's Danhausen's first time. Well, it's Danhausen, Butcher, and Blade's first time in the regular line. Um, yeah. Danhausen has um, the ringside Amazon exclusive. exclusive. Yep. He has an Amazon exclusive and a ringside exclusive that's dropping around the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So this is his first in the actual line. These are supposed to show up late September, by the way. Um, the three other members of this uh, lineup are Sting, Darby Allen, and Wardlow. That's okay. I knew it was repeat. I knew it was repeats. Yeah, yeah. So originally, they, oh, go ahead. You want me to say it? Well, I was going to do the thing that's annoying me. Okay. Greatly. Uh, the thing that, but the so in the AEW Unrivaled waves, they do chases and they do rares. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's limited figures. Usually, it's just alternate paints on what they look like. Uh, um, sometimes gonna, it's different. Sometimes yeah. it's different gear. Um, but like the, uh, the, like the Nyla one that I have, it's her gears orange instead of red. Um, the Ricky Starks one had, uh, he was from the match where he was in the Darby Allen paint. So it's got that, that paint one. That's, that one's probably one of the cooler ones. Uh, um, bikers, the Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. His, he's in his bikers instead of the regular pants this time though, the unrivaled chase is bunny from butcher blade and bunny. She's not getting a regular release, so if you want a bunny figure, the only way you can get it is to hope that you find one of these fucking chases. Um, That's so annoying. Have you? So, and I I think I know the answer, but it's good that we just drop this on the air. Have you found a chase in the wild? No. Okay. I have found one, and that's why you have Nyla. Because I I got Nyla through ringside, because ringside will randomly ship out chases... In different situations. So, um, the, just to to get it out there for people that may not be knowledgeable about wrestling figures with the AEW line, a chase is a 1 in 5,000, so they print off what you would have to believe are 5,000 versions of this figure, and then the that's the chase. The rare is 1 of 3,000. Um, it's always figures that are in that wave, though. Like, the Moxley was a 1 in 5,000. Yeah. I only have... Oh, no, I have two rares. Never mind. Um, but, like... Chases aren't super hard to come by if you're in the market for them. Um, if you buy a chase on secondhand market, you're going to spend anywhere from $80 to... Well, not 60 to about 150 depending. Um, but that is for the people like me that's just like, I love Brody Lee, so I needed his black and purple attire. 
And it's super important to note that all of my chases minus two have never been opened. Like they're all in box. I had a, I got a second Moxley and then um, I got a Chris Jericho one that the box was messed up. So I opened it, but I think he was a one in 3000. Um, but all of my, my chases that are in good shape are in box. Um, Bunny is just a one in 5,000 figure. There's not one in the regular wave. Um, she was initially supposed to be in the wave proper. Um, I think that this is going to be a Brandy Rhodes situation. I think Brandy was short boxed as a chase figure, but was never mentioned that way. That being said, you had to order her on ringside to get her. Um, and then they re-released that whole wave because of the skin tones. But yeah, Bunny is a, you can only find her in the wild or buy her second hand. Um, that is super infuriating for a lot of reasons. And some of the reasons are going to get brought up later in wrestling with articulation. Cause I have a lot of news coming out of comic-con again, but there were so many ways around this being an, uh, an issue. They have, you have an online retailer like ringside collectibles. There is no reason that, and I, and I, there's no reason cause they do ringside exclusives and they're cool with doing, the only way to get this person at the time is through ringside. Wheeler Yuta is that way right now. The only way to get Wheeler Yuta is through ringside because he has the blood and guts figure. Um, the only way to get Shivani, Michael Cole, Jesus Christ, Shivani, Excalibur, and Jim Ross is through ringside. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Michael Cole came out. Because um, like, you're talking commentators. Yeah. Like, so if you told me, like, would it be annoying that the only way to get Bunny is through ringside? Yeah, that's kind of annoying, but, like, I can get her. Like, it's not impossible to get her at that point. Just mm-hmm. order on ringside, you're going to be spending maybe 10 to $15 more than you would on a normal figure. That's kind of ass, but, like, whatever. I can get Bunny. Now it's just good luck. Um, my rule is going to be under $80. If I can get her at 80 or under, I'll buy her. Um, because, and this is one that I'm going to have to open, because I'm going to want her in the collection proper. I don't want her in a box. Um, mm-hmm. People are very upset for Bunny, which is weird um, because it's not like her figure's getting made. And the way that Padauer is and the way that Jazzwares does things, she's going to get one or more of her figures. Um, I am not ups- I would not be upset about this. And I'm, I say upset. I'm not losing sleep over this, by the way. It's annoying because I want Bunny because you've given me Butcher and Blade. So just, and Bunny, you've made her. But now you're making her so hard to get. If they would have made this a ringside exclusive, there wouldn't have been a single issue. I think I would have said one thing about being like, I mean, it sucks that she's ringside, but at least I know her figure will sell out now. Right. Whereas now, some fucking neckbeard is going to go to Target and see a 1 in 5,000 sticker and just buy it not being a fan. So they can mm-hmm. make 100% profit on it. Because this, this chase will be expensive. Some chases are expensive. Um, the rare... Uh, Sean Spears, because he's not in his pinnacle gear, is like a $150 toy. Because it's the only way to get him in not pinnacle gear. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But like, Bunny, it's going to be the same thing. Like, even though it's the one in 5,000, it should be the cheaper alt like option. I'm not going to be able to get it. And it's because I, I wouldn't care if it was an exclusive. Like, I've bought a couple of the ringside exclusive ones. They're easy to get, like, especially if you pre order. Like you can lump it in with another, with other stuff that you want to order. You'll get your, you know, so you, you can end up using the free shipping code, whatever. Like it's, it's not a huge deal. The problem is though, like, yeah, now there's just no way you're going to get it because you found the Nyla in store and then they randomly sent me the Hager 
is yeah, the other chase have, that I have. Yeah, you have or, that one. And that was because I bought the wave and it was just like in it. I was like, oh, cool. That's I didn't know that was a thing that they did. So, yeah, now <laughs> I knew. Yeah, I had no idea because I had only just recently started. That was like the fourth or fifth AEW wave. Yeah, it was like he was in. Yeah, yeah. five, uh, six. It was six. Six. OK, yeah, uh, I was close. That was closer than I thought I assumed I would be. But yeah, so it's just it's so frustrating that, you know, someone that goes, especially someone with another with a, another act. Yeah. Like if it, if we weren't getting Butcher and Blade, I wouldn't care as much that I wasn't getting a bunny. Because I am trying to get everybody that gets a figure in AEW. Like, I'm not buying duplicates anymore. I'm not buying whole waves anymore. I gave up on that a long time ago. But, like, I want the Danhausen one. I'll probably get his, a bunch of his figures. Um, but that's your Finn Balor. Like, that's your yeah. that's your guy like that. Whereas, yeah, like, that's my Finn people, where I buy all of his. Yeah, there's a couple people that, like, I'll buy their stuff just because I'm, I'm specifically a fan of them. But, like, I don't need another Darby. I don't need another Sting. Honestly, like, it breaks my heart, but I don't need another Wardlow. Man, you it's know, the this best one has the figure sh- they make, though. <laughs> this He has the short hair, which is cool, but uh, I don't know. So I have it, him in yeah, purple. I'm good. Them not, yeah, and I have, and I have that purple one, too. Yeah, the purple one's nice. Because it's purple and it's Wardlow, so of course I bought it. Yeah. So that that is my, like, rant of just, like, man, that's so unnecessary. It's so dumb. I hate it. But... Hey, maybe they'll. I'll get lucky, and when they they'll ship me a random bunny thing. Dude, I bet. I bet any amount of money that if they get bunnies, they're going on rings. Like they're gonna sell them separately, and it's gonna be like an eighty dollar figure. See, and I almost I was gonna ask you if you thought that maybe they would do a. Uh, they got apparently if you, if the internet's to be believed, whenever the early waves, because like the early waves were like five hundred and one thousand mm-hmm. for the chase and rares. Um, they sold a couple of them like that, just as chases and rares but they were charging like a hundred dollars for them and apparently jazzwares was pissed about that and that was the only time they've ever done it mm-hmm. um this one though like i mean if ringside gets 10 of them put them up for a hundred dollars and see what happens like they got to make their money too um i don't agree with it per se but like it would be cool if they just ran it. like it but i feel like if you're gonna if they're gonna do that you'd almost have to buy the full wave which i'm not gonna do i just need butcher and blade same because like i have That's... dan house like i'd I was in a long conversation with our buddy Tyler about, like, I don't give a fuck about AEW Sting figures. It's the worst figure they make are Stings. Like, they don't look good. Um, I hate the t-shirt and the, like, long sleeves look. Which I get that's what he wears, but, like, they do a different molding for it. The crotch piece is different, so you can't even, like... I can't kit bash a Sting that I want. Um, Because, like, the crotch piece is different. I would have to, like, fabricate something. Which I can't do. I'm not that good at it. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, they don't look good. The only difference usually is the face paint, and then they slap a different decal on the shirt. I think they're lazy figures. Um, I have the one where it's half him, half Darby, and then I put the trench coat from the first Sting on it, and that's the only Sting I'll ever need. Unless they do, like, 2006 Impact Sting. I'll buy that one. Like a Joker Sting? Yeah, or Joker. An that's actual what, Joker Sting, not... Oh, not we haven't not seen pain the Joker maker, forever. Yeah, not Painmaker Sting. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, no, if they do that where he's not in the t- like the long t-shirt and all that, I'll buy that Sting, because that's a Sting I want. But, like, Darby figures are really cool, but, like, I might get it just to have an updated one with t- tattoos. Like, once I get a really good look at how it looks and I can get it cheap, I won't pre-order it. I have the Purple Wardlow. I'll, Butcher and Blade I'll buy. And then the Danhausen is 
if I I'll buy it if I see it in store strictly because it's what he wore whenever he hangs out with the best friends. It's his like yeah. manager gear. It, and um, that's kind of why I want it is because yeah. like when I think Danhausen, that's how I kind of see him in my head because it's also stuff that he wears like on his YouTube like behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I got a wrestling gear one. And it's yeah. just because like that's what I wanted. Um it's a shame the the reason that they're doing it is because in Padauer and I'm the reason that I think they're doing it is how I need to say it. But Padauer had a tweet out a couple weeks ago saying like, we see and hear what people are saying about the AW line. We're going to go through and try to get rid of all the items that aren't selling and try to get new items out a lot quicker. So like, look at Riho, look at Sheeta, look at um, Nyla Rose. Those figures clog shelves. Frankie Kazarian was another bad one. Like AEW has some horrible shelves. Yeah. Dark order waves. Like there's a lot that just didn't sell. So I think they were looking at this line and being like, we can sacrifice maybe having Butcher and Blade on shelves and maybe being a little overabundance of them. But if we had like a, the women figures don't move, um, which is a shame because again, like she does one of the best, like the Nyla and Sheeta figures are amazing. Jade's figures. Fantastic. Ruby Soho has like one of the better AEW figures when it comes to deco. Like their women figures are a lot better than what Mattel puts out in my opinion. Um, but they're the ones that sit on the shelves the longest. So I think they were like, let's make Bunny an exclusive or, or a chase. So that way we don't have to worry for one. We don't have to make as many as we need to, as we normally would. And we don't have to worry about them sitting on shelves. Because again, if you see a one in 5,000 figure, I got a one in, I got another bikers Moxley from somebody because, and they told me I don't watch wrestling, but I saw that sticker mm-hmm. and I just thought that I could make money on it. He sold it to me for 30 bucks. Right. Because he was like, no, you come in here all the time. Ah, I shouldn't explain how I got this figure. Um, I got it for cheap because <laughs> the person was cool. Um, but, anyway, uh, hey, San Diego yeah. Comic Con happened. Yeah, I almost I almost incriminated some people that I don't know if they still are at that place. Um, but yeah, no, like making her a chase is... Sucks. It sucks. It's bullshit. It, it makes sense. But, and we're going to explain, and I'm going to tie it back in why this is really stupid. Go ahead, San Diego Comic-Con. Why are you saying go ahead to me? That's oh, you. you said it. So, San Diego Comic-Con. Okay, yeah, start... I was just trying... We've spent like 15 minutes ranting about this, so I'm just trying to move things along. Fair enough. Oh, yes. we're also at a, almost an hour and a half. Plus the 20 that we did prior. Okay, and cool. And if this, if this episode doesn't upload, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. Um, so, let me pull my notes up. Things that I missed from last week that I thought was cool. Um, Det- uh, DX Retros, the um, like Hasbro-style figures that... Mattel puts out themselves. They actually got DX for their next four pack. They always do four packs that they sell through ringside. This one is China, Triple H, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Um, missing X-Pac, so I don't have to buy it. Pretty happy about that. Um, we're getting the Sultan in an elite form. That's cool. Never thought we'd get a Sultan figure. I have Rikishi and I have Fat 2. I probably won't get Sultan, but it's cool that they're making a figure of him. Um, let's see. We're getting uh, dust, or we're getting the... Um, Seth Rollins from the Hell in the Cell with Cody Rhodes, which we got the Cody Rhodes from that with a torn pec in the defining moment. So it's cool that we're getting the uh, Rollins in the Dusty gear. And then um, they fixed uh, Solo Sokoa's figure within four waves because they heard how pissed people were about the Solo Sokoa figure being like a bad formula. It was made like they just kind of slapped the parts together and it like the Solo body is the same as like a Brian Daniel body. And that's too small for Solo. So they actually fixed it. He's coming out in 107 or 108. So that's cool. Is, this is something I meant to ask you when you were telling me about this. Is, is there someone else's, like, whose body, like, who would have the same body now? Uh, I'm, 
Or do you know? Uh, I turn my phone. Yeah, I turn my phone. If you off. don't know, that's fine. My my guess is going to be um, that might be a brand new chess mold. I'll get back with you. I'll get an answer back to you next week about that. Okay. Um, but it's a it's a thicker body. Um, it looks a lot better. We're not getting the We the One shirt, which kind of sucks. Um, as of right now with that figure, so I might end up having to buy the first solo just so I can get the shirt. Um, to put on that one, but the new solo looks dope. Um, I made a lot of fun on Jazzwares for showing off a bunch of figures that were already announced or that we, we already have on shelves. Um, and then Saturday happened. Um, we're getting a new line of AEW exclusive figures coming out with Jazzwares Vault. Now, Jazzwares Vault is like Mattel Creations. Um, so it's an online retailer that you can buy exclusive figures from. Man, it would be really cool if there was a place that I could buy Bunny online for a retail cost. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they so, could have just held off on Bunny and made her the first Vault exclusive. Quick timeout. Quick yes. pause. Yes, yes, yes. Is that site even up yet? Nope. It sure okay. isn't. Because I saw some, I saw, like, I clicked on a link that they tweeted or something, or someone tweeted about it. And uh-huh. it took me to just, like, a nothing yep. page. And I was like, what the hell? I found it so, on Reddit. Okay. So it's not up yet. Okay. Yeah. Good Jazzwares Vault is not up yet. Um, we are getting a Death Triangle three-pack through the vault with the Trios titles. And I think, actually, the All-Atlantic title is with Pac on that one. But um, Jazzwares Vault is going to be a place where they are going to put out exclusive figures from time to time um, through AEW. Uh, the first ones they showed off, we're getting our first Supreme through the vault. That's going to be a Malachi Black. Yeah. Um, and that looks like, like more of a House of Black Malachi where his full face is painted. It looks dope as hell. Um, I'm not going to get it, though. I have the Malachi Black I want. I don't need another one for right now. Um, we are all... Yeah, we're getting that three-pack out of it. I want to say... See, the issue is I turned my phone off because I didn't want my, the recording to get messed up again. Um, but yeah, no. So they make a figure, a chase, at the exact same time they announce that they have an exclusive online, like, Jazzware-specific site. Man, that's stupid. Um, they showed off... The um, almost every Supreme wave we get, we get a Walmart exclusive Supreme. Um, the first one was Cody. The second one was Kenny. I don't think we're going to get a Lucha Brothers one because like, I feel like you have to do both of them at that point. But we are getting CM Punk from Supreme Series 4 is getting a, a, a Walmart exclusive Supreme. It's him in two trunks gear. Um, I got really mad about this because I was like, just give him the basketball shorts he wears. And I realized that that's probably going to happen in his normal figure, his normal Supreme that comes out. And then the Walmart one is going to be two of his uh trunks um if i see it i'll get it but it's a 40 dollar figure so like whoo they're expensive um i'm trying to think of what else off the top of my head before we get to the the main thing so say you said you had notes i did and then i realized that i didn't update the notes on my computer just on my phone and it didn't carry over for some reason yeah so um yeah we're getting all those they did drop a bunch of pre-orders at the same time um unrivaled 13 uh, uh, the FTW and TNT figures are coming out. The FTW being Hook and TNT being Sammy. Uh, those all hit pre-order. I talked about them last week, but they hit pre-order this week. Um, yeah, I think that's it. And then at the end of their press conference or their like panel at Comic-Con, they announced through Jazzwares Vault that we're getting Ring of Honor figures. Oh my God, Asa, we're getting Ring of Honor figures. And you know what? Honestly, the first wave, super underwhelming, kind of. <laughs> See, yeah, but no. Cause so, like, let me run through everything they've announced. Mm-hmm. Um, 
wave one of Ring of Honor. This is going to be exclusively through the vault. And I love that business choice. Because it's the same thing as Coliseum Collections. The LJN Ultimates they do. Where they just pull an LJN out. And they're like, we're going to make an Ultimate based off this figure. And then you can only get it through Mattel Creations. Um, I love that. Because I wanted Terry Funk. I was able to order it. It wasn't an issue at all. Um, they're expensive, but I was able to get them. This is going to be the same thing. It's probably going to be $30, $35 a figure, but I'm not going to have to fight anybody for them. Um, if you want the Ring of Honor figures, you know where to go. Now, it's a premium item probably, so be ready to play a premium price, but you're going to be able to get them. Wave number one is going to be um, Claudio Castagnoli from like uh, 2008, 2009. So we're getting a long hair and short hair sculpt of that. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I love anything Claudio. Uh, I'm super excited. And these AEW figures rock, so that's going to be good. We're getting Brian motherfucking Danielson with the American Dragon robe, and he's going to have, like, kind of his uh, longish middle hair and the buzz cut. Like, we're getting straight. I'm going to kick your fucking head in, Brian Danielson, and I am here for it. And this is where the wave kind of falls off for me. Um, They gave us two heavy hitters in Ring of Honor history. Let's go. I'm here for it. We're getting Danhausen. Now, I don't hate that. I like Danhausen a lot. Danhausen was in Ring of Honor during the pandemic. So, two years ago, Danhausen, for me personally, there isn't enough difference between that Danhausen and the Danhausen that I'm buying, warranting me to go get it. Like, yeah, he's coming with the, the jar of teeth, and that's neat, but like, that's not enough for me to go buy an exclusive figure. Here's I'm going to justify him being part of it. Because people are going to buy it. Well, but people are going to buy it, but it brings attention to the line as a whole. Yeah. So the people who maybe not, who don't know that Danielson and Claudio had such a impact on ROH's history, they might see like, oh, that's actually super cool. Why yeah. does Claudio have hair? So I, I like that it's him bringing attention to the wave as a whole. Mm-hmm. I also like that it's not focusing strictly on just like the first three years of Ring of Honor. Um, and I don't think this is what this, that way, not, not this wave, but like the, that line is, should be mm-hmm. like, I, I want it to be picked through ring of honors history, even though, yeah, I agree. It's, it's very similar to his other figures, but at the same time, like it's, it's Danhausen. Um, it's so in other, the, the last point though, oh, last yeah, point ahead. real quick is ring of honor was the first company to like the first major company to, like, give him a contract. Yeah. So I like the idea. That, and now look at, like, how much money he's made AEW in merch and, and all of that. So I like that it is kind of like a, hey, this is, you know, ROH was the first place that a lot of people got to see Claudio Castagnoli. ROH mm-hmm. was the first place people got to see Brian Danielson. ROH was the first place a lot of people saw Danhausen. Now, maybe less so because Danhausen was signed based on his popularity already. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, and this might, I might be totally talking out of my ass here, but like, I feel like ROH signing Danhausen did more for ROH than it did for Danhausen. Yes. I would. But, yeah. But they I did like, it. but they did it. And I yeah. like that. And I like that it is kind of like, you know, I, to me it's fitting. So like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I don't think you're wrong at all, but like the justification in my head that I've made up, means I'm totally okay with it, and I'm probably going to order this figure, too. Yeah, so you said it whenever we were talking about it, because I was like, they made a Danhausen figure 
from 2021. After announcing and going to be releasing three Danhausens from 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, but you said it best, and this is why they're doing it. You said in our group chat with Tyler and Kenny, they make a back Danhausen, I'ma buy that Danhausen. Like that's they're you're not the only person like that. So that's why they're doing it. You get a current person in there, so it's not all nostalgia. So that makes sense. I'm just like, it just they're making a lot of Danhausen, so I'm like, ah, uh, could you have given that spot to someone else? But then I see who they gave the last spot to. Kenny Omega from Ring of Honor. Talk about me not giving a shit less. The only reason I would buy this figure is so I could put a Kenny Omega head, like a current Kenny Omega head on it and buy Bullet Club decals. To have like pre, before he like ran Bullet Club. That's Mm -hmm. the only reason I would buy that figure, but I'd have to part swap it and it would end up on our Instagram page. Um... Kenny Omega was literally... It's like making an ECW Jericho figure, which Jack Specific, who Jeremy Padauer ran, did do that too. Um, Like, he was in there for a cup of coffee. He was literally in there before he went to DDT Pro. Um, Now, if they would have made like 2018 Kenny Omega, which again, not a lot different from 2023 Kenny Omega, because he had the match with Cody at Ring of Honor, I would be like, yeah, I get it. But to give us like a 2008 Kenny Omega, I'm like... Okay, you have the rights to the person, and you can make the figure, and I totally get it. But, like, I don't think people are clamoring for that figure. I see, and again, it's one of those, I get why it's here, because, yes, because exactly what you said. They have the rights to the figure, and this is a better version of WWE doing a Impact AJ Styles. Yes, no, well, no, no, this is Nitro AJ Styles. But you know what it is. But you know what it is. So this is just, this is the, like, well, technically, he was part of ROH, and we have an excuse to make it. Yeah. So, and it's, because it's not going to fit in. I don't think it works as well if it's part of the unmatched or unrivaled. Yeah, lines. and so that was the thing that I was saying that, like, Tyler and Kenny were kind of talking about being like, I can't believe it's all going to be online only. And I was like, that's the best case scenario because it's going to, they're going to sell out then people are going to want to get them. And yeah. if they sell out, then they'll keep making ring of honor figures where if they put this on store shelves, this line is fucked. Now, because when you say that, when you say that this is like the Mattel creations, is this going to be a pre-order thing where they're only going to make if you pre-order it or like, I mean, that I be don't, a minimum I can't, number of orders. I can't say that for sure. Because okay. sometimes Mattel Creations does that. With the Cody Supreme and the Logan Paul Supreme, those were made to order. Okay. But, like, the uh, the Coliseum Collections, there's a set number of them. But you can go on there right now and get the Coliseum Collections right now. And they're both, like, there. They're done. Like, you can order them. They'll be here by next week. Um, I Muhammad Ali might still be available, too. I was able to get him uh, Friday morning. But uh, thanks, Dylan, for the heads up on that. I woke up super tired, and he was like, hey, did you grab one? So thank you, Dylan, for that. But I don't know how Ring of Honor is going to work. If they do it like Mattel Creations, you should be able to get them. There shouldn't be the biggest deal. Um, now to kind of like, we're not done with the Ring of Honor reveals. So they did the the main, fo- the first wave is going to be um, Kenny, Claudio, Danielson, and Danhausen. Which, like, I'm going to get Danielson and Claudio for sure. I might get Omega. Uh, this I'm not- is where my brain is broken. Because it's like, okay, I want Claudio for sure. I want Danielson for sure. I want Danhausen for sure. Do I just say fuck it and get, and get the Omega and just get the full first wave? That See, that's how they'll get me. Is because it's the first yeah. full wave. 
Um, but I, but the Danhausen isn't, but I open everything and I'm going to have, I have the ringside Danhausen coming in. It's almost the same figure, just minus the jar mm-hmm. of teeth. Um, but yeah, no. So that's the first wave. They did announce two tag teams. We're getting 2018 or 2017 to 2019, um, young bucks. The issue is we're not, they don't have bullet club logos on their pants. So that's yeah. kind of lame. Uh, but they're going to have the cease and desist shirt. That's cool. Um, and like, this is prime young bucks. I, again, I have, I'm looking at three different sets of Young Bucks right now on my shelf. I probably won't get these. Um, which, like, I, I might end up with them, though. Because if they release them at the same time they do Wave 1, I might do, because, like, I got all of Wave 1 with AEW plus bubbly, uh, the Bubbly Jericho, because I was like, no, that's all Wave 1. I may do that with that one. But it's not so, a set that I'm, like, clamoring for. Have we seen enough that you could potentially, like, order decals? Like, Bullet Club decals? Oh, yeah, on yeah. them? But like, are the like, so for like their gear, like their trunk or their their pants and stuff, is that space available, or did they fill it with like AEW? Mm-hmm. It's they were straight black pants. Okay, so you could get you could do like a Bullet Club decal and yeah, oh turn yeah, turn it into Bullet Club bucks. Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of work to make the FTR in the Owen Hart gear, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's not. I this mean, it's sig- significantly less work. Yeah, because the figures are already pre-made. Um, but you could do that. They have the cease and desist shirt. I think that's really cool because you can't do Bullet Club. But they had a lot of shirts come out at that time that wasn't Bullet Club. Like, it was shirts that they wore while in the Bullet Club, but they didn't have the logo on them. So that was smart of them to do. Um, and then this one, the other tag team that got announced with figure reveals, is uh, we're getting Future Shock. We're getting, like, 2010 uh, oh, Cole and O'Reilly. I'm buying them. Fuck yeah, I am. That's cool as hell. Um, and again, it's just because I'm a big PWG and ring of honor fan. So I'm like, I need those. Um, they got a figure reveal. They ended it with, um, showing off that they are going to release the Briscoe brothers. Um, we didn't, we didn't get to see figures of those. Those are going to be hard to get. Um, I feel like they're going to make a lot of those for the vault strictly because they know they're going to have to, um, Mm -hmm. the way that they're doing it and the way, like where the figures are currently at, they're probably all going to be out within a year. Briscoe's will probably be a year and a half um, unless they're super far along and we just didn't see that they had actual figures made. But I hope that it's not a pre-order situation where it's, hey, pre-order this and we'll make them because that's going to take a year and a half to get the figures at the least. Um, Briscoe's are going to sell. It's unfortunate that it took Jay dying for me to say that those Briscoe figures will sell really well. Um, But it is what it is. Those figures are going to sell really well. I need them because I have FTRs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to need them anyway, but like I, I have the spot for the Briscoes on my, in my collection. Um, the ring of honor lave looks like it's going to be hitting that perfect itch of nostalgia. Um, I hope we get a Jerry Lynn cause he was ring of honor champion. I hope we get McGinnis. Um, there's a lot of people Christopher that I, Daniels, Christopher Daniels, um, in any era we can get, that's one that I'm like, give me a 2018 cause you didn't make me a 2020 version. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's a lot of people out of that Ring of Honor line. It's super cool, and I love that they're doing it through the vault because now I don't have to... Now they won't rot on pegs, and now I don't have to try to fight people for them. Like, I'm not, like, having to, like, wake up, hopefully, knock on wood, hopefully I don't have to wake up early on a fucking Wednesday while I'm tr- at work trying to teach and being like, wait a minute, kids, I need this Danielson figure. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm going to do it if I need to, but, like, hopefully I don't have to do that. Yeah, am I going to have to take a bathroom break at... Yeah. At work. To... I've done that before of like, all yeah. right, there's a pre-order I got to hit. Um, is there anything major that you haven't hit yet? I think we got pretty, I think I, I hit pretty much everything I wanted to hit. Um, 
Okay, so yeah. I'm going to call it there because yep. this is a long episode. And I know you wanted to, to do a target run too. Yep. So um, that is going to do it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us and hanging out with us and talking about wrestling. Let us know what match you liked the most at Death Before Dishonor. Let us know what match you're most excited for about NXT. Are we going to see you this weekend at any of these shows? I hope so. Um, Are, you know, uh, which, who do you want to see in an ROH line? Are you going to try to get a bunny chase? Are you as annoyed about it as we are? Let us know. And now there's so many places that you can do it. Because, yeah, we're on the stupid website, but, like... Stuff happened today, and I'm not trying to, like, I, obviously we are not afraid to talk about political shit, but, like, he went full mask off, like, borderline pedophile, so I'm ignoring, we're, we're still on the bad website, but we'd like to be focused elsewhere. So we did just start a Instagram page, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I mostly started the Instagram page so we could get onto threads, cause threads is kinda neat, but... I, it's pretty feature light. I think once they get going, though, it'll be solid. So we're on threads. We're on Instagram. Uh, on both of those, we're nerdiest part. Same as the Twitter handle. Um, I am also on both of those things. I don't post a ton on Instagram, but I'm trying to be more active on threads. Um, but threads, Instagram, Twitter. I'm even on Blue Sky, if you're on Blue Sky. Um, but it's the five-star man. It's all the same across the board. Makes it easy. Um Dalton is Mr. D'Anthony and POTR on the Twitter. Um, sign up for threads. Do it. I think I'm it's Dalton. Fine. And I think I'm Dalton underscore Anthony 92 on Instagram as well. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get, Dal- I'll, I'll be, I'll drag Dalton kicking and screaming into the, the fun world of social media in the year of our Lord, 2023. But until then, thank you again. We appreciate you so very, very much. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, I hope you get to watch some cool wrestling. And we will see you next week with our SummerSlam preview, potentially with a special guest. We'll see. I haven't reached out to him yet, so he doesn't know that I'm talking about him if he's listening to this. Um, Or it might just be the two of us. Who knows? Um, We'll talk about NXT. We'll talk about SummerSlam. It'll be a good time. So thank you. Have a great week. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling.